When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! Finally, it has happened. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet, everyone. The news breaking late this afternoon. We are reacting to the deal, what it means for the draft, what it means for the 2023 team, and of course, we're doing it all here on the Can't Wait Podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Zach Rosenblatt, our Jets reporter at The Athletic, and our producer, Marissa Dunn. Please subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're watching it on Apple. Wherever you check us out, subscribe. Give us thumbs up here on YouTube right below the screen. Uh, or five-star reviews are always uh, loved on all those other places. Uh, Connor McGrath set the over-under at 8.03 tonight. We have hit the under for the second straight episode, 8.02 start time. Thank you for the motivation, uh, listeners. And and let us know how you're feeling about Aaron Rodgers officially being a Jet in the chat. Um, is this going to be one of those things, Zach, where you're like, where, where were you when you found out Aaron Rodgers was a Jet? Sorry. Zach is a very popular <laughs> man today, just for, you know, like full disclosure. Zach oh, has been man. on like five TV appearances, yeah, one been... radio hit, all since the news broke. So we're just very lucky that Zach decided to join us tonight because yeah, it he was almost blew me us and Marissa. Off, you know? Right. I thought about keeping the suit jacket that I put on for my last appearance and then I decided to take it off because I would uh. make fun of probably. But <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, uh, to, <laughs> as I was about to say to you, um, I. It's almost not anticlimactic, but we've like known this is coming for so long that it's not really the like where were you thing as it might have been. Like it, it like could, if this had trade had happened out of nowhere, like some of these deals in, over the years have happened where it comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh wait, what? What just happened? Right. Russell Wilson Broncos like uh, Stafford like yeah. stuff like that. Like it was like oh crap, it, like Carson Wentz even getting traded from the Eagles like stuff like that. Um, or this has been a up. painful, yeah. slow, slow. Leak. And there's never been anything like this between two yeah. teams. Like I've, I say that over and over again. There's never been anything like this where two teams were like publicly negotiating for a player who said he wanted to go somewhere. Um, so I, I think it'll be more it'd be like, you remember those 40 days we spent waiting for <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> the 40 days and 40 nights yeah. of Aaron yeah. Rodgers trade. But hey, we're, we can celebrate because it's, it's done. We got I got through multiple vacations without having to come home early. You know, Marissa got to do her baby shower. Yeah. Tim got to have some family time. Barely. Dr- Marissa yeah. barely got the yeah. baby shower. Tim got to, go- yeah, true. You just got it in under the wire. Yep. <laughs> um, Tim going back and forth from Boston. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of trips in and we're happy. We're thankful for the Jets for letting us have our off season a little bit. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you did it. We know you love the Can't Wait podcast. It was really uh, Brian Gutekunst that was holding things up, right? So maybe yeah. thank True. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so let's start with the big question now that this is over, Zach. Are the New York Jets potentially a championship contender? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that 
should be the biggest takeaway that, you know, whatever you think about the compensation they gave up, um, whatever you even think about Aaron Rodgers person, whatever, if he's only going to be here one year, like you add Aaron Rodgers, you're a Super Bowl contender. It's been the case as long as he's been, you know, playing an elite level. And I know, you know, he's only won one Super Bowl. Like that's obviously a thing, but every year they were considered a contender. If you just go back to the preseason, not, I wouldn't say the majority, but a lot of experts every year have picked the Packers to either go to the Super Bowl, make a run, win the division, all of those things. And whether it actually worked out, you know, maybe not. But ultimately, Aaron Rodgers, even at 39, healthy, can be a top 10 quarterback. And the Jets had arguably quarterback number 32 next year if you're just lining up all the starting quarterbacks for each team. And um, so, yeah, they this is a Super Bowl contender now. This is a team with an elite defense if they can play like they did last year, which you know, whether they will is a big question. Defenses regress all the time. Can Garrett Wilson take the next step? Can the offensive line be better? All that, all that stuff. But on paper, this is a, this is a Super Bowl contender. And I think Jets fans should be very excited about this. This is what they've been waiting for. They haven't had a quarterback of his caliber in a very, very long time. And this is all, this is all worth celebrating for the fan base. And, you know, there's going to be days where Aaron Rodgers probably annoys us, annoys them you know, with, with antics and all that stuff. But ultimately it's not going to be like a long-term thing here. Uh, I don't think it'll be every off season we're dealing with it. Like the Packers did necessarily, it'll just be next off season. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is something that Jets fans should be very excited about. They got their quarterback and his name is Aaron Rodgers. which, you know, if we had talked about this a year ago, I don't think anybody would have, would have even like broached that topic. So. Although a year ago, we were hopeful that Zach Wilson was still the answer. Um, yeah. And that obviously came crashing down. All right. So fans, obviously, every reason to be excited about this team going forward. You know who else is excited? Aaron Rodgers' new teammates. Uh, and they let that be known on Twitter today. We'll go through some of them. Woody Johnson, not a teammate, obviously, but the <laughs> owner just throwing out the, how's everyone feeling out there? Uh, so Woody likes to check in on Twitter. Sauce. The first one, I think, to throw the picture up, right? And now this picture of Aaron Rodgers, if you're if you're not watching us on YouTube, that the old Cal Berkeley photo of of Rodgers has become the uh, the avatar for a lot of the Jets players. New profile pic, hashtag uh, Brees Hall. My knee feeling a little healthier now with the <laughs> the laughing emoji. Brees is going to be a key to this thing working. Ashton Davis, today is a good day. And then probably the best one is this one, right? Mackay Becton, Step Brothers, dressed up with Rodgers with the Argyle sweater. Is that that is good? And I guess if you look at the Jets players' Twitter personas, you probably could have guessed Mackay would come through with the best one. He's kind of the the biggest nut on Twitter. Yeah, he's uh he's been he's been the the meme king of his team all offseason. He's and posting photos of himself looking svelte too. So, um, I mean, he's like a an X factor for this team because if he uh if he can be good then their offensive line could be pretty good this year. So um but yeah, you know, the teammates are excited. I think that's been the case, you know, early in the offseason we talked a bit about how they were frustrated with how it, it that was more like finding out whether Rodgers wanted to play for them or not. There was some frustration that it was dragging out. Then it dragged out as long as it did now. I think they've all known Rodgers was going to be their quarterback this whole time. Um but ultimately uh yeah, I mean there, there's obvious reason to be excited. You saw last year, you know, Elijah Moore's not around anymore, but, you know, Garrett Wilson was pretty open and public and and demonstrative about how frustrated he was that he wasn't getting the ball when he was open. Aaron Rodgers is not going to miss 
even if he's like declining physically, which I don't know that he is like a lot uh, as much as maybe some people think. He's not going to miss Garrett Wilson when he's open. He's not going to miss Alan Lazard. He knows where Lazard's going to be. Um, you know, McCole Hardman. I think Corey Davis, we can get into that. I think Corey Davis winds up staying unless they draft somebody early. Um, so this is uh, this is good for everybody on offense, and the defense is going to feel a little better about when they go to the sideline that the offense is going to make them come right back out. They can actually rest, yeah. They can actually nice rest. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the compensation it's, it could be, I think, a lot, depending on how things play out. I guess the Jets, in a sense, hope that it's it ends up being a lot and maybe more than some people expected it to be. Uh, but what the Jets get, they get Aaron Rodgers. They get the number 15 pick in the draft on Thursday night, and they get the number 170th pick. That's in the fifth round. Uh, and then the Packers get the Jets' number 13 pick. So basically, it's a swap, 15 for 13 uh, they get number 42, so the Jets are left with just one second-round pick. And then they get the Jets' sixth-rounder, number 207. And then maybe the the biggest key here, and I think the thing that's going to grab the most headlines, is the conditional pick. And we figured there'd be some kind of conditional picks in this deal, but it's a 2024 conditional second-rounder. If Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, that becomes a first-rounder. So in a sense... The Packers are getting the first rounder that they wanted, Zach. They're just not getting it Thursday night. They're just moving up a couple picks Thursday, but potentially a full first round pick in 2024. Yeah, I would say that the conditions were the most surprising part. It's not even about what they accomplished. It's about how much Rodgers plays this year. Um, so I think it's pretty clear the Packers won the game of chicken in that way. I think that's what I had been describing it as this whole time is both sides were standing pat with what they thought they could get, you know, the, the the Packers wanted a first round pick. The Jets didn't want to give that up and they wanted some protections in case Rodgers only plays one year. Ultimately, they came somewhere in the middle. And the Packers are probably, unless this is an absolute disaster, which, you know, I don't I don't mean to be that guy, but this it is the Jets. So you have to at least be open to the possibility that everything goes up in flames. I don't think it will, to be fair. I, I just think you have to be prepared for all possibilities here. Um and so you assume he's going to play at least 65% of the snaps, and and then that would be a first-round pick. And I, and if things work out the way they're supposed to, if Rodgers is playing more than 65% of the snaps, it means he played almost all of the season, if not all of it. And if Rodgers played almost all of the season, the Jets should be in the playoffs. So I know it's not that simple. The AFC is very hard. The AFC East is going to be very good this year, um, which is something, you know, whether for today or another day, like to talk about. Like the AFC is – maybe we can, we can have an episode where we run through how hard it's going to be to make the playoffs. Um but ultimately, I, you know, that first round pick, you know, if everything works out the way the Jets want, is going to be at the end of the first round. And so it's not as valuable as this 13th pick, which is what the Jets did not want to give up. They moved back two picks, 15, still a good pick. You know, you're at risk for, and we'll get into this, you're at risk for not getting one of those offensive tackles maybe. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it was as much of a lopsided deal as I've seen some reactions to it. I, I think it made a lot of, this is what, this is pretty much the the framework that we've all been discussing. It was always, you know, the Jets give up a second round this year, which they did. And they give up a future pick that can become a first, which they did. And and they get back Aaron Rodgers. I think there was a couple maybe things in there that were unexpected. But I think ultimately this was the package I'll expect. I think it's a win for both sides. It's a risk the Jets were willing to take. If a year from now they didn't make the playoffs or, you know, it goes up in flames or Rodgers retires after they go one and done in the playoffs or something like that. Maybe we can reflect and say, okay, maybe they shouldn't have done that. But I, I think the thought process is right. Uh, you know, the criticism ultimately is that they messed up with Zach Wilson, and that's why they're in this position, and that's worth criticizing. 
they had to take that. They felt like they had to take this risk because of the previous risk that failed. Uh, but I, I think this is the right move, and I don't think you can really criticize what they did. I know some people have. I, I personally think it was the right move. I think they gave up what they had to give up. They didn't give up too much. They have that first-round pick this year. They have a second-round pick this year. They can move up, replenish, uh, and they and they have like a core. They didn't have to give up any key players either. So I, I think Joe Douglas did the best he could, given all the circumstances and all the debate about leverage and all that crap. You know, Ultimately, they came to an agreement before the draft, which is what everybody needed to do. Yeah, instead of uh, going into this maybe golden era of Jets football with a long runway and a talented young quarterback in Zach Wilson, it's all in right now. Let's get this done in the next two years. And then who knows, right? Because you're still going to have this core of this team. So maybe at that point, there's a another option to switch to from Aaron Rodgers. I am surprised that you mentioned that maybe the Packers win the game of chicken. I'm surprised that happened now because yeah. we all thought like the, the Jets had the upper hand until... We got through the draft, and then maybe the things would switch. But we're still a couple of day, a few days before the draft, and maybe the Jets gave up more than they wanted to. Um, what if? And this is the one thing that wasn't in here. We kind of thought, when you're speaking of conditional picks, that one of the conditions would be Aaron Rodgers retiring. That's not part of this. That's another risk. <laughs> they must yeah. feel good, right? The Jets must feel good. Speaking of Rodgers, to Rodgers that he has two years in him. Yeah, I, I I don't think you uh, I don't think you do this do the trade in that way if you don't think there's at least a chance that he'd play another year. I, I imagine there's been some communication. I'm not reporting that, but you know, I also think they were just willing to take that risk. I I, I really do, and you know, I think the big question now is going to be who's their next quarterback because that has to be that's gonna that's been the question for the Packers for a long time as well, um, and the Jets have to think about that and. You know, we can again. We can get into that when we get into the draft portion of this top, this conversation. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think that everybody seems to be assuming it's a one and done because of his comment about being ninety percent. But I, I feel like everybody hasn't really learned their lesson about how Aaron Rodgers kind of changes his mind a lot. <laughs> um, you know, he he said during the draft, I think it was twenty twenty one, that he didn't want to play for the Packers anymore, and then he won two MVPs in a row. So, you know. It's going to be an offseason next year where Jets fans are going to be very frustrated, I imagine. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to say make his decision early because I don't think he tends to do that unless he's all in on coming back. Like they're, Maybe they get close to Super Bowl and he wants a little taste of it again and he's like, I'm coming back. But I don't get the vibe that that's kind of how he does things. So Mid-March. That's, that's a topic. I would, I would, I would set the, the timing yeah. on mid-March. Yeah, but I, I, would, I wouldn't focus on any of that right now. Like I get right. – like the instinct is to be like, ah, oh, but they gave up all this. He might only be just focus on the one year. If if everything, if we're at the end of the year and the Jets are, you know, they have eleven wins, twelve wins, thirteen wins, whatever it is, the fans are going to be happy they went along for that ride. They get to the playoffs. You know, if they lose the first game, maybe everybody would be mad. If they win a game, get a little excitement. You know, maybe we can make it to the Super Bowl. Even if they lose, I think at that point, Jets fans haven't had that level of excitement since they made it the AFC Championship with Mark Sanchez. And they haven't been in a position where, hypothetically, they might be the favorite. You know, they're going to be the Jets are going into the season, and they're going to be the talk of the NFL almost every week. They're probably going to have the most, if if not the most, one of the most amounts of primetime games. I think I saw Adam Schefter said maybe six, which is like a crazy amount. Um, Get your you coffee ready, ready Zach. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we will so, not be podcasting after primetime. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be doing uh, game game night pods. Um, you know, I covered the Eagles and the Giants, as we've talked about on here. 
And th- th- those two teams always have a bunch of prime time, especially the Eagles. Uh, and I was very, I, I enjoyed last year quite a bit more than I thought it would, where it was almost always a 1 p.m. game. And just like that consistency of knowing it was going to be 1 p.m. other than the one primetime game they had on a Thursday night against the Jaguars late in the season. Um, that's not going to be the case this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a primetime the first week. I wouldn't be surprised if they got Thanksgiving. I wouldn't be surprised if they got Christmas. Like all, like all that stuff. Like they're, they're going to be a talk of the league. They're a New York team with the – if not the most popular, he might be, he's probably the most famous NFL player right now. Like, I think that's probably fair. Even Pat Mahomes. Yeah. With Brady gone, know, I think so. Yeah. With Brady gone. Uh, like, like I always, I always say it's like, if my, if, if my mom knows who this guy is, like to my mom, my mom follows the Eagles pretty intensely. So that's probably not even a fair <laughs> assessment, but like it, if, if you're, if you have a parent who doesn't really follow the NFL and they know, who Aaron Rodgers is. I think that's like the level of fame that you have to reach. I don't know that everybody in America knows who Patrick Mahomes is. I think most people probably do. But Aaron Rodgers has been on commercials. He's in the tabloids. They both have their He dated Shailene Woodley. Right? He dated Olivia yeah. Munn. Like, that's he had true. All, all the stuff with his family. Um, like, he's a celebrity. He's a TMZ. He's going to follow him. He's going to be on the back page. I've been saying this in all these interviews I've been doing. Like, they're going to be writing about his dating life. They're going to be writing... TMZ is going to be posting stuff about where he went to get coffee in New Jersey and where he went out to eat in New York and Hoboken. And, and like, it's, it's going to be a thing where every single thing he says and does is going to be scrutinized and, and analyzed and it's going to get exhausting. And we're going to, we're probably going to have a lot to talk about on this podcast, which isn't the worst thing, but it, like, there's going to be frustration at some point and all that stuff. But ultimately all sides think it's worth it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, Anyone who's not excited about how this plays out, whether you're a Jets fan or not, like it, it's got it's fascinating whether you're a Jets fan or not. There's just so many ways that can, this can go. It could be a dumpster fire. It could be wildly entertaining. It could, this could be Rodgers of a couple of years ago. It could be a mess. There's just so many different things that are going to happen, and the Jets are going to be at the center of the NFL. And I, I don't, I don't know that anyone ever expected that in a time where they're with the Giants, and the Giants always seem to get priority. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and the Giants should be good, too. It could be a really exciting uh, football season here in, in New York. All right, plenty of questions about this from the chat, so we'll uh, we'll give some credit to Dan Botter for this one. Uh, would Douglas consider trading Zach to recoup picks? We talked about the future of the quarterback position. The timeline at this point doesn't even work out, with Zach being kind of done before Aaron is. So what do you do with Zach Wilson? Do you give him one more chance to show that he's the backup at least, or or is now the time? What I would say is I think the plan is to bring back Zach Wilson, and I think they're committed to that almost because you don't really have much of a choice because you can't cut him. Um, and what are you going to get for him? And that's, 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 so so my, my thing is that if somebody calls, Joe Douglas is not going to hang up the phone. He's going to listen. If a team offers them a third-round pick, they probably jump at that, I would think. Um, I don't see that happening. I, Zach Wilson's stock is as low as it could possibly be. And so I think the, the plan – you know, you hope that without any, he's not going to have attention on him this year. He's just not, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and they have to play him. But he's just going to be able to work in the background. He'll work with Todd Downing, the, who's pretty much running the quarterback room now. He'll work with Rob Calabrese. He'll work with Nathaniel Hackett. He'll learn from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, I don't think work ethic has ever been a problem for Zach. I think a lot of it's been confidence. And so if nobody's thinking about him, maybe this will be the thing that gets him in the right direction. That's what the Jets are hoping for at this point. I think anything you can get out of Zach is gravy if it's positive, but also I think they've accepted that it's probably the end of the road for him. So, you know, you, what do you have to lose? You develop him. If it works out, it works out. If not, then you move on from him a year from now, two years from now, whatever it is. You know, 
the, the fifth year option decision is going to be pretty easy unless he comes out this year when if if Rodgers gets hurt and Zach Wilson comes in and wins them a few games then we might be having a different topic maybe you do have your future quarterback on the roster after all but I don't think the Jets are planning for that is what I would say and, and I, but to answer Dan's original question no I, I don't see them trading him to recoup picks I just don't think you'd be recouping very many positive picks I think the way they recoup picks and again we'll, we'll get into this in a minute I'm sure it would be trading back and, and accumulating more picks from trade back from 15 trade back from 43 whatever it is like that all right you set it up so let's go there let's go to the draft what this deal means for Thursday um, and conveniently the athletic football writers are holding their own little mock draft right now and Zach's been a part of that so we actually have some uh, smart people who cover the teams and have gone through this exercise to to weigh on here um, let's start in the first round 15 instead of 13. Um, at 13, according to Dane Brugler's last mock draft, the Jets were going to have their choice of the offensive tackles, Paris Johnson Jr., Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky. Um, But Zach, you were saying when we were talking before we got on here, in the athletic beat writer mock draft, none of those players available at 15. Wow. So is that Spoiler. when, yeah, right, is that when they move back? because none of those guys are like, is that the decision? Mm -hmm. If an offensive tackle is there, make the pick. If none of those three guys are there, move back. It's a, so even, I don't want to give away too much of this draft, but like, so the, the receiver from uh, Ohio state, Jackson Smith and the Jigba is also not on the board. Like he would have been like my fallback and you know, nobody was willing to trade back with me because I didn't get any, any, any bites because the quarterbacks were all the main quarterbacks were also taken. So um, the question would be like, is there a team that? What about Jalen Carter? Jalen Carter was taken. Yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of so I, I, wow. I went with Darnell Wright. I'll just tell you guys. You guys get the exclusive. Uh, he's the tackle for Tennessee. Some yeah. people have him rated among like the the top three in this draft. Like it, he's pretty. It sounds like he's a right tackle only type guy. Um, I feel like you know I, Which we had tough, Nick, yeah we had know? we had Nick Baumgartner on on the show the other day. He thinks he doesn't think even thirteen would have been too high for Dar Darnell Wright. Right. But you're, you're kind of being pigeonholed by the only guy available there. And so I, I think in that, Scott, I think they would trade back. Uh, you know, there's some corners that would still be there, some defensive ends. Um, you know, uh, Bijan Robinson still on the board, like stuff like that. Like maybe there would be a team that would trade up. I don't know if you're going to get a lot, but if you can recoup a third-round pick, move back 15 to 20, 21, whatever it is, I, I think the Jets might be okay with that. But if they view Darnell Wright as a guy that can plug in at right tackle right now, then you take him. Um, but, yeah, you know, you're – Anytime you move down, you're, the chance that you don't get the guys that you like the most on the top of your board. I've heard a lot of people saying they only have, I think, like 15 guys graded as first rounders in this draft. And I don't know how, how you know, every team is going to be different. I don't know how many of them is like positions the Jets don't need necessarily. Yeah. Well, so. one of them will be there at 15, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in theory, you're in, you're in the prime zone to get the last good prospect. <laughs> um, all right. So that that's the situation at one. Now, the second round, the question is different, too, because they were 42 and 43. Um, and your your little draft that you put out conveniently today, and I think a lot of these came out today, <laughs> um, you had them going center with Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin. Then. <laughs> yeah. And and also getting a defensive tackle with the next pick. So being able to do offense and defense now, they it's one or the other. But throw into that equation the fact that they actually re-signed Connor McGovern today. Yeah, which, you know, it, I wasn't as surprised as maybe I would have been a couple weeks ago because Connor McGovern clearly didn't have the market that he thought he was going to. I thought he would have been able to get at least what he got from the Jets 
the last time they paid him. I think that was like eight or nine million a year. I haven't seen the details of his deal now. I imagine it's only a one year deal. Um, and I, I still, I don't necessarily think that they're done at center. Like I still think Ben Jones is a possibility actually. Uh, so if what they that... were to assign Ben Jones, they would still draft a center too. Okay. I, I don't know in that scenario. I don't know. It, it's maybe not in the second round uh, because you know, Ben Jones yeah. is going to be 34 has, right. has a lot of injury stuff. Um, Connor McGovern, maybe not a long-term guy. McGovern can play guard, which is an interesting wrinkle. Like if they don't like any of the tackles that are there at 15, like do you move AVT to right tackle? And you move McGovern over to right guard and you start Jones or you pick John Michael Schmitz or something like that. Ultimately, I don't think the Jets are going to pick a center in the second round now because I don't think that guy is going to start. I think they probably want guys that are going to play right away from them. So, you know, second round, I'd have my eye on defensive tackles. They need defensive tackle. If they get an offensive tackle the first round, then you don't have to worry about that. If you don't, then you look there. But yeah, what I... What I originally, I, I had a story that I wrote that I'm going to have to completely rewrite now before the, the trade came out. But I was like predicted some things I thought were going to happen on, on Thursday. It included the Rodgers trade happening. I thought it would happen mm-hmm. on the draft. But um, And that what I said was with those two second round picks, I thought they would get either a, a weapon on offense or a defensive lineman. And so, I mean, that could mean a wide receiver, I guess, hypothetically tight end. But I don't think they would do that necessarily unless they loved a guy. Or it would mean a defensive tackle slash pass rusher. So I think it would be one, something in that kind of idea. Uh, I would lean towards a weapon just because I think they really want to load up on offense right now. They wouldn't have gone after Odell Beckham if they didn't believe that they could upgrade there. There's some interesting guys they can get in the second round. I know Nick said he loved uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College. If he's there, I think he'd be interesting. Um, Jalen, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. like Guys like that that are explosive, can play in the slot, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think Joe Douglas is – has been operating this offseason in a way that he's going to be able to pick the best player available at most of the draft now, because you you could argue even offensive tackle, if they believe in Makai Becton or Max Mitchell, which, you know, would be risky. But if they believe those guys can be a quality starter, then the only spot you really need a starting caliber player is probably defensive tackle. Uh, and you should be able to get a pretty good one early in this draft. And, and then other than that, you can, you can just draft the best player available at almost any spot. And ultimately the biggest question for me is going to be, you know, if they're sitting there at 15 and one of these quarterbacks gets there and, you know, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or, you know, I think there's been some talk of C.J. Stroud falling. I don't know if he would fall that far. But if one of those three guys is sitting there and they have a good grade on him, like, would they would they take a guy to develop as the next Rodgers? Like, I mean, you can make the case for that. And I, I, I think it would be very interesting. I don't think fans would be very happy because they're all in on Hendon this Hooker. year. And you know Hooker. who would be happy? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> team doing this. That. Yeah, that's true. So that, that would be a reason to think because the Jets have been – very clear they're doing whatever they can to appease him. So if he's like, if you guys draft a quarterback, I might retire now or something. <laughs> um, but so I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen, but I don't know if Anthony Richard's sitting there at 15, I'd be pretty tempted to take a kid like that and develop. Him yeah. For, he for would be the too. one for me just because of the, just the upside. Yeah. Although that's where you get burned. Right. And they, yes. they just, then on the other hand, right? Like that's, that's why you take them on the other I mean, hand. Like, you're, you're, you're the kinda, New York you're, Jets. You're, you're kind of taking dra- a look. Don't you're, draft a quarterback yeah. in the first round. Yes, and you're taking kind of a luxury pick for a team that you know hasn't made the playoffs in ten years. So yeah, or more than ten years. So, all right. So three more. Only three more picks after that. It's going to be an easy weekend for you, Zach. You're going to be done after the <laughs> you, fifth round. You bite, your, like, you bite your tongue, sir. Yeah, they're going to keep trading back and acquiring yeah. more. Picks. Yeah, yeah, before you know it. But yeah, I, 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 my gut is that they'll trade back at some point, whether that's first or second round, get more picks. Um, but I, I would say, you know, we talked about, somebody asked the other day when we had Nick on what the ideal draft would be. I think if you get out of this 
with an offensive tackle of the future, a defensive tackle you can plug and play right now, and then you fill it out with another weapon, some depth of linebacker, whatever it is. Like just you know, fill out the depth chart at spots where they haven't because they haven't really done much this offseason in free agency, as you guys know. We haven't right. really had many. Like you in the past, you guys would do episodes, right? When they would sign like a notable guy. I don't. We they. The only time, <laughs> the only time they signed notable guys was like Quentin Jefferson, and that was when yeah. we were all on vacation. And even that's like a one-year, three million-dollar deal. Like, so clearly, I don't think they view him as like a long-term guy or anything. It's like they haven't. There hasn't been any Lakin Tomlinson, Corey Davis, you know, all those type of signings. Jordan Whitehead, like they haven't had anything like that this offseason. So I'm curious to see. And I saw some people asking in the chat, like, what's next? Um, like outside of the draft, like what moves they have to make? They have to clear cap. Because right now I think they're only eight million dollars on. Yeah, there was the cap. a lot of questions about that. Yeah, so, so I can address what do they that have now. To do to do that, I mean yeah. they have to clear cap just for Rodgers first. Yeah, right? just to get him into the building. Um, believe it'll be like fifteen million that first year, and you have to pay the draft class. You have to have the money to do that. Right, you can't um, sign guys. Unless... I don't have the number in front of me what their draft class is. It's pro- they probably have to have I think something like four or five million in. in right, like available. going into yeah. Thursday night, right? Yeah, or going I, into I the think, draft, you have I, to have enough yeah, space. Yeah, I, th- I think like the players picks. you draft kind of thing. I believe. Yeah. So that'll get resolved before Thursday. But, you know, Corey Davis is the big, you know, question because I think I went into this offseason, I'd heard, and I think the Jets were operating under the assumption that they were going to move on from him. As time has progressed and he's hung around, it's pretty clear they're not. I, But I don't know if you can pay If he's the wide receiver four, which he might be right now, right. behind Michael Harmon, Garrett Wilson, and Alan Lazard, like, can you pay him $10 million? Like, would he be willing to take a pay cut? Or do you just restructure that and – Clear money. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a fascinating one. They love him, you know. Todd Downing coached him in Tennessee. Like, there's some there's a reason to like him, and I think he's he's a really good player to have a good leader. And I, they have great depth if they have him. You can never have enough depth, especially with all the injury history this team has had. But that's an interesting one. You got to restructure C.J. Mosley's deal. I imagine, you know, he's twenty one million dollar cap hit. I think, which is pretty ridiculous for anybody, and you can't keep that. Carl Lawson is going to stay, it sounds like, which, you know, this, these were guys we all had questions about before the mm-hmm. offseason. They're really sticking to, like, let's run it back. But you're paying Carl Lawson, like, $15 million. I think maybe they tag on, either extend them or tag on some void years and and reduce that cap hit for this year. And then I could see them, you know, cutting guys like Bryce Hall or Ashton Davis or at least getting them to do a pay cut because they have that performance uh pay escalator thing that the NFL introduced a few yeah. years back that's actually like backfired I think in a lot of ways because a lot of these guys wind up either getting cut or having to take pay cuts because their cap hits go up and then they're not as valuable to the team anymore so a guy like but then Ashton if they Davis, play more snaps then they're compensated for that yes right yeah yeah well yeah. That, that that's the thing so they they played right. enough snaps and so now Ashton so they, Davis they is technically play themselves more, out of yeah. the job basically. so yeah they, they get so they that price themselves nice. yeah <laughs> that part stinks so they're so yeah so Ashton Davis and Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall is a good depth piece. Ashton Davis, they love on special teams. Can you pay them both, both of those guys $3 million? I don't know if you're trying to save some money and you're trying to add Ben Jones or whatever else you want to add. So um, there's still a lot of moves to be done. You know, maybe, you know, hypothetically, if they drafted Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, they could turn around and cut Jordan Whitehead and save $7 million. And maybe that's something they're thinking about. So there's, there's a lot of things they got to do between now and Thursday and then after Thursday, you always got to be cap. We're at this time of the year. Where you have to be cap compliant. You can't go over the cap. So there's going to be a lot of restructuring, a lot of maneuvers. They've been waiting as long as they possibly could. That's been one of the more interesting parts of this offseason. They haven't really done much because they are like, why would we cut Corey Davis now? And we might be able to keep him later on. So I think they were smart in being patient in that way. But now, you know, they, they got to pay the piper. 
I guess my one last question, and it's something we've talked about, is now that he's going to be on the roster, yeah. when do you expect Aaron Rodgers mm. to be on the field as a Jet? I was thinking the same thing. Now, that is a question I don't know that anybody but Aaron Rodgers has the answer to, probably. Um, I I would I would think he would want to get in here with with the guys. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to be here for like this portion of the offseason. Maybe he wants OTA start in the middle of May or like around then. He'll be here for mandatory minicamp, I would think. Uh, you know, he's, he knows Alan Lazard, he knows Nathaniel Hackett, like it, there's less of a necessity for him maybe than if he had gone to other teams, but I think you want to get them in there. They need to work on timing. He's got some very unique receivers that he's got to learn. McCall Harmon, Garrett Wilson in particular are guys that are not really like the receivers he was playing with in green Bay, uh, this last year. And, and, you know, I, I, I think at the very least he'll be here for mandatory minicamp. I'm curious to see when his introductory press conference is out. You know, you, I, I don't know if they would want him to overshadow the guys that they're drafting. Because um, I imagine this trade will be completed in the next day or two. I don't know if they're going to have a press conference the day of the draft, the day before. Maybe they would. Usually the, the draft picks get a press conference. Um, like all, like the first round pick in particular gets one in person, uh, like the day after the draft or whatever it is. So I'm curious to see when he's introduced. when he Because fl- he's in California. When he flies over from California uh and and if they make it a whole spectacle or if they just do it over zoom like i, I imagine it'll be a whole spectacle but if he doesn't want that then maybe woody johnson's be. gonna make it a spectacle, yes. right like I yeah mean, this isn't yeah. the next like, <laughs> yes. shiny toy it's uh i mean and they're gonna they're gonna sell a lot of tickets sell a lot of jerseys i don't know if the prices are gonna change now that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback or or what but yeah hard you know knocks. hard knocks yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff the schedule should be coming out you know this, this our schedule pause is gonna be fun because yeah. Um, we're gonna have a lot to talk about with that because it's usually like two weeks after the. Draft. Yeah, I think it rounds up being around like May tenth or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I and I know the NFL is probably getting a little antsy about this happening. So, um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to come. We have a lot more we're gonna be talking about, obviously on here. Uh, we'll be. I, I'm I'm happy and I hope fans are too that we're gonna be able to focus on the draft uh, yeah. during the draft and after the That's draft, true. which which is yeah. nice because you know the draft is fun and. And uh, Jets fans historically have only cared about the draft, and this year they don't as much. But, you know, I, I think once Thursday and Friday comes, they'll get excited again or they'll get angry because, you know, you're either happy or you're pissed off at a draft pick. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, it, and it'll be exciting, especially coming I off. Just the days when it was here in New York, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got, like, the, the booze for both Giants or Jets. To- great point. Because that was, like a cla- that was, like, always a thing. You were waiting to see what the Giants and Jets fans, how they were going to react. Mm-hmm. Or Eagles fans because they would make the trip and boo McNabb or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's a lot of it, a lot to be excited about, and now we can look at the draft and then we can turn around and see what this means for the rest of the offseason for the season. Um, when Rodgers comes in, how he handles the media, us, how often, if he's still going to go on McAfee every Tuesday. You don't have to do that, by the way, Aaron. You, you, you realize? Yeah, I was going to say that's a story <laughs> for you every Tuesday. Exactly. Like, you can take a break, maybe do it once a month. Like you, you focus on the season; it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of McAfee, you know, when that announcement came out, uh, there was some I was I was called negative for our podcast coming <laughs> up after that, that I was too negative talking about like all the negatives of Rogers and this and that. And I will say I feel like I've been nothing but positive in this podcast tonight. Um, I'm excited to, to just see how this whole thing plays out. So hopefully uh, I brought the, the energy and, and excitement level up as opposed to that one when uh I don't know. It's hard to not think about the dark side when you're covering rooting for this franchise just because the way it's been. But it feels 
feels right now like this is a, a cool time to be a Jets fan. The, the Jets have been in a 12-year darkness retreat, and now they're coming yeah. out. And, <laughs> exactly. And they're ready to go. So I'm, I'm exci- it's going to be an exciting year. What, however it plays out, you know, there's going to be more attention on, you know, what we do, which is well, all we can ask for is people reading our stuff and, and watching our watching and subscribing to our podcast, which I hope you guys already do because um, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of fun podcasts this year. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I, I don't get it. I'm not a fan anymore. Like you kind of lose that when you get into this job, uh, I enjoy watching football. Uh, but I also enjoy covering a team that's exciting. And the, there's nothing worse than covering a boring team. And this is not going to be a boring team, a bad team covering a bad team. That's not funny bad. there. Well, yeah. if, well, yeah. well, if it's like a hilariously bad, then maybe there's something. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. It's still entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you want to read all the great writing that's going to be coming from Zach, go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. You can join right now. One ninety nine a month for a year, Marissa, or is that six months? A I year, I think. I believe it's a year, yeah. I think it's a year. Great deal going right now, so uh, definitely get on that. And draft is coming just a few days away. We will be with you on Thursday night. That's the plan right now. Um, we'll see if the Jets just pick at 15, if they move back, what goes on. But once they're done with their night, uh, we'll be streaming here on the Canway podcast. And then I guess we'll see what happens Friday, right? But that was our original thought was to go again on Friday and then a full wrap up coming early next week. So plenty of Jets content coming up later this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good audience tonight on the live stream. That's fun to see. We'll talk to everybody Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs>